tis the season to hear all of the beautiful music being made at our schools. What you're listening to now is the middle school band playing their winter concert. Welcome back to MBEF's In The Know podcast. This is your host, Ellen Padnos. I'm so excited today to take a deep dive into the band and orchestra programs at our middle school. This is part one in a music series we'll be doing. My next episode will cover choir, and eventually I'll be talking about our high school programs. If you have young kids, this is a great overview and introduction to what's offered in the strings and band program at the middle school. If you have older children, you'll enjoy hearing the music and getting to know Ms. Haslop a little bit better. First, a quick overview of our district's music programs. Students begin their music education in first or second grade. In fourth grade, they start taking lessons once a week in school. They can choose a vocal, wind, or string instrument. They continue to learn their instrument through fifth grade. Then, starting in the middle school, they can choose to continue with music as their elective and play every day in class. If you do have younger children and you can find the time, it's a great idea to bring your kids to a middle school or high school concert. Your child will see what they can be a part of someday. As your child grows up, they can follow their musical passion with award-winning teachers at Miracosta. If you'd like to check out the high school performances, there's still one holiday concert left. This Friday night, December 16th, the Miracosta Orchestra has their winter concert in the Costa Auditorium at 7 p.m. MBEF is a proud supporter of our music programs. Our goal is to enrich the lives of students in our district, and we believe that music education does this. In this episode, you'll hear from students in the district and from Denise Haslop, who runs the band and orchestra programs in the middle school. I don't have a frame of reference for other districts, but I have the sense that what our children have access to here is really special. As Mrs. Haslop said, we want all students to feel welcome in our music programs. There is a home for every musician at every level in our schools. I was most taken aback in this series of interviews by our students. They absolutely love their time in music class. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy my conversations. One note as you're listening, we've included music from the middle school concerts. If you're hearing music, that's part of the episode. I'll let you know when the podcast is over. We're going to jump right in on my conversation with Denise Haslop. So you had said something parents night that really touched me. You had thrown out the question, do we just play music? Are these kids at our schools just playing music when they're learning how to play instruments and playing together with the band or orchestra? So I think of music as a platform for which they can have standards for themselves and for each other. And to learn accountability towards the music, towards your stand partner, towards your section. And all this is having, building good citizenship, building good responsibility. So because if I am doing my part and my stand partner is doing his part and we all sound good. Because we collectively agree on something that we can play together. And when we expound on everybody playing the correct bowing and everybody getting the correct articulation, we are amazing. So I, I think 
it's not so much just playing the notes and the rhythms. It's learning how to work as a team and learning that even though you yourself may play the right notes and, and all the musicianship skills that comes with it, and your sound partner doesn't, we don't sound. So we need to help each other and offer suggestions and tips and helping each other so we can all be our best. So you're, you're a team. These kids yes. are a team, just yes. like you would on a sports team. Definitely. Yeah. And then we don't ask anyone to sit on the sidelines because we only can have how many people per team. The theme of teamwork and cooperation kept coming up in our conversation. Here's how 7th grade bass player Linus Sinclair describes the team element of orchestra. That's his orchestra's music playing in the background. I didn't realize how many parallels there were between playing in an orchestra and a sport. Yeah, it's especially a team sport. It's it, you're part of a team in an orchestra. It's everyone has to be held accountable for messing up or playing great. It's it's a team effort. Right. She was saying if one person is off, then the, the whole, whole thing is yeah. off. So you really have a vested interest in listening to your to your. It, it, yeah, I I hear a lot of low sound because I play by the cellos and on the bass. But it, it, yeah, she encourages us to hear everything and listen to, for everything, tune to each other. Yeah. Because it, the goal of the orchestra is to sound like one, each section to sound like one, but stronger. So we just finished our winter concert. That is just one stepping stone. There's another one. Now we learn more skills so we, we can play music of a different key, perhaps. Or we are learning more rhythms right? More complicated rhythms. And now we can have that one incorporated in our music. So the, the music that we perform, sure, it's it's great and awesome to listen to the students, but so many things happen right before then. So I try not to teach to the performance, but I teach to the musician. The little skills that we need to have, not just playing, but the knowledge that music is in a key of B flat. Or this music has a key signature of four. So they understand and know what they're playing. And so it's not just the listening. It's the teamwork. It's the understanding. It's knowing the history of it. Understanding all the different terms and the roadmaps that are in the music. It's so wonderful to hear how many different levels of learning there are within this classroom is pretty extraordinary. Yeah, I, I love what I do. And I let this, my younger groups, um, I let them know that when you start a note or when you end a note, everybody needs to do it together. And I always say, I just worked on this with this higher orchestra or band. You're learning the same thing. It's not what you are playing, but how you play it. We want to do whatever we is set in front of us, no matter what level it is, to be our best. Well, congratulations. That winter orchestra performance that you had 
blew my mind. <laughs> and so my husband did such a good job videoing it. He got like every different group. There were four nice. different groups there. Yes. And we've watched all of them so many times. And then when you had 150 kids on the same page of this one the, song. The last finale to yes. the season. Yes. It was just it was so beautiful. One of the things that I enjoy so much, and I'm sure all parents do, is we hear our children practicing at home. So to hear them playing with other people is a completely different it is experience. Like, of course, yeah. It is like your your child is one piece of the jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> and the jigsaw puzzle needs all 500 pieces yes. in their better. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's awesome to yes. watch. So thank you. My pleasure. I I do it for the students. And it, it is not easy to do a finale at the end. But I I need to be very mindful of uh, making sure that the finale is a piece of music that all classes can play. I also need to be mindful that my more experienced students are not playing it too fast. So it's all these variables and I have to make sure that I do not rehearse them too fast, even if they could play it double the tempo. That's um, so interesting. Just yeah, because I need to educate them. This is not your featured piece. This is a piece that we as an orchestra family or a band family can all take part and play the same thing and be as one. Yeah. So it's very exciting for me, but I have to make sure that I, I, I'm always mindful of the performance at hand. And also, I like to be honest with the students. I say, I know you can play faster. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to play as one with everybody. So we all sound good. If you choose to play faster, you are taking yourself out. Of it. And then so it will expose our weakness rather than our strength back to life right yes, we yes. work best if we're all on the same page and definitely yeah definitely so i so i was talking with a friend whose daughter is in band and i did not realize you are both orchestra and band yes i was talking about you and she's like you know mrs Hedlup does band as well i was like it's impossible how can anyone do so much because she was saying her daughter's performance last week was so incredible as well. Yes. So the band performance was the night after the orchestra performance. And we do it so that uh, because we use the gym, we don't have an auditorium that can, you know, hold um, so many students. Um, so we, we try to work together and be mindful of all the other departments and thankful for them to um, be giving up their classroom for us. It's such a special night for, for the school. Yes, yeah. definitely. Do you have a class every period? Yes, I have um, the first four periods are my orchestra classes and they're four different levels. And then um, periods five, six, seven are my band classes and they're different levels. So I do four classes of orchestra and four 
different classes, levels of classes for BNLs. Is, is that hard to have so many students in one day at different levels playing different instruments? Or is it just what you do? So <laughs> it's just so what you kind of can flow through it. I, yeah, I think the musician in me just looks at the individual and I go to where they're and then I find what is the next step? What is challenging and more advanced that we can all do and achieve and then bring that up in order to improve and own your performance and your achievement? You always need to practice correct, good work habits, posture, breathing, having a good warm up. If you are always having a good stand for yourself and you're always practicing correctly and not missing notes by playing it slower, then you are helping yourself um, grow more efficiently Right. So, yeah. So even though it's seven classes, that's that's all I know. <laughs> you sound like you're very in the moment. Yes. Throughout the whole entire day, which is really the dream for all of us. Right. Yeah. To be in that flow state. It sounds like you really sure. have that. And that's yes. why you can manage it all so well. So I have this vision. I don't you can tell me if this is right or wrong. That kids come in in their heads with a lot of middle school stuff, whether it's a math test or who I'm sitting with at lunch or just all the stuff that can get in, stuck in our brain. And then I have this vision of them leaving here much more peaceful because of what music does for your brain. Do you see anything like that? Just so, yes. Um, so when you are phrasing your question, I put myself in the shoes of the student. I come into my classroom. I know what's expected of me. I get my instrument out. I go to my assigned seat. I know there's a warm up. We are all doing the same things at the same time. There is a routine. You're doing everything that everybody else is doing. Maybe there isn't time for them to be distracted. Yeah. Maybe they are, but their brains are brought back to. Here is the task at hand. And then, then you get to enjoy the music after the, you know, the warm ups and the skill building. At the end of class, I try to make sure that we wrap up everything and they go away many times singing what they've just played. And so it becomes something that I think it's a safe place to be. And it's not a pressure class. I hope they all understand and know that I know where they're at and I'm understanding and I will teach them everything and it's their job to just follow the directions and have fun playing. I feel like being in that flow state is such an important part of music. I wanted to hear what Linus had to say about how he feels before class and after class. I had asked Mrs. Haslop, um, I asked her what her students felt, but since I have one of her students, I thought I would ask 
you. When you walk into her class, you probably have like a lot going on in your mind, whether it's a math test, history assignment. Definitely. Is there a, a marked difference between the way you feel at the beginning of her class and the way you feel at the end of her class? At the end of my class? At the beginning, I'm thinking, I get 45 minutes to make music. At the end, I'm thinking, I have the rest of my day to get through. Oh, wow. So you really love your music class. I do. It's like, it's the break in the day for me. Yeah. Does everything, does your mind just kind of slow down and get the it stuff? It slows down. It gets the music. You have, you have to really think. You have to be all in. There's, again, like a lot of moving parts. Awesome. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. And you can tell everyone, if you are into your instrument, everyone's like, they're doing their best. Everyone's all instrument for 45 minutes straight. Of my energy, right? So, and, and I do always tell them when I'm conducting faster, you need to go faster. This, you know, a preparatory beat to do something to play an accent, feed off me. Because if uh, I said, if you don't, Mrs. Haslop's gonna look like this crazy, <laughs> waving her arms, and you're not responding to her. And I could be lady was just waving her arms so it'll make me look silly and they all smile and and so yeah okay so to that for your um highest level orchestra in the performance last week you didn't flap your arms at all (laughs) you you had conducted all the other orchestras so beautifully and it was a perfect concert and then this group came up and you had one of the students introduce them. And then you just took a seat and enjoyed their music. Yes. How do you do that? Why not stand up there and conduct them? Okay. So that class, um, it wasn't until that day off that I decided. And actually, collectively, I asked them for their input, right? So in order to do that, they need ensemble skills. Not just playing your own part, but be uh, also listening. We're having a conversation, but they're astute to what else is happening in the room and how they can match that conversation between two parts and, and be attuned to what else is happening and make sure that we are always at the same tempo and we feed off each other seamlessly. That takes quite a bit of musicianship rather than just let me play my part. I love giving the students, um, an opportunity to be independent of me whenever. The day before the concert, we tried it with without the uh, conductor. A couple little parts where one section would go off and another section, they all we collectively slowed down a lot because we were not mindful of keeping the tempo together. So I told them that, okay, I'll be happy to conduct you. But I also want to give you an opportunity to see if you can do this on your own. And I did ask them, raise your hand if you feel that you yourself would be comfortable playing. So I wanted to know what they felt 
So I did not want to, I, I wouldn't put any student or groups of students up on stage, um, if they're not feeling calm. Yeah. Because, um, that is so important. You build on successes, not on failures. Right. So I'll do In life. Whatever. Again, yes. a life lesson. <laughs> I love it. Well, I think that's so cool. I didn't even know the idea of ensemble skills in addition to your own skills as a musician. So can you tell me a little bit about you as a musician? Hmm. I know you've been here. You, you are, you've been here since the first year of the middle school, right? Actually, the second year. So this is my 24th year at MBMS. And, and for six years prior, I actually taught at Lennox Middle School and I did the BM program there and started a strings program too. So, um, so my history. From just as a musician. Oh my gosh, as a musician. Okay, so when I was a young kid around eight and nine, um, I remember, um, sitting in my, my dad was, would be driving this Ford Capri, right? And I would roll down the windows and it was, you know, holiday time. And I would sing Christmas carols to all the cars passing by. <laughs> I distinctly remember that because I find so much joy in music and in, in just singing and also sharing, right? Singing yeah. and sharing. So, um, I pestered my parents to get, um, get me a piano. So I started piano when I was nine and when I was 10, I started playing the cornet. And so played that through high school. Um, and still kept on playing the, the piano and, and came over to California, went to college in Santa Monica college, transferred to UCLA and then decided that I, I know I wanted to do music. So I have my piano skills. I have my trumpet skills. And then at, at UCLA, I decided, okay, the, the, the life of a performer is not me. I love being in music, but I don't need to be a, I, I, number one, do not have the skills to be a solo performer, but I just love playing, playing any instrument. And I just love sharing and playing with people. So I decided that education was for me. I think I had a very good education, um, very comprehensive education, um, uh, with um, learning how to be a teacher. So, and so um, as, and, and you know, teachers are paired up with master teachers. So I um, actually student taught for um, Chris Schwabi. And so Chris Schwabi was the um, or- first orchestra director at Maricosta. Oh, okay. So, um, so he was um, teaching at Lincoln Middle School. And so I student taught for him there. And then when I saw his students playing three octave skills in, in orchestra, you know, after school during sectionals, my eyes were wide open. I go, what? They can do this? And so um, he's um, my mentor and he still comes to the concert and helps with the tuning. And uh, he sometimes subs for us. And so it's, it's just, I've been surrounded with very good mentors and very good, um, uh, foundational, um, what it takes to be a good teacher 
and what it takes to be a good music teacher. And uh, I just feel very blessed. And I, of course, have to share. <laughs> well, I feel like this community is very blessed to have you. Thank well, you. I, I think music is for everybody. As long as you enjoy it, as long as you enjoy learning something new and taking it on and enjoy performing and sharing it, this class is for you. And you don't have to be the best. We need the whole orchestra. We need the whole band. We don't need just soloists, right? So we really want to make sure that music is accessible to all the students who want to have music in their lives, their daily lives. So that's great. great with kids. She is the pipeline to Mr. Park's high school orchestra, and they're amazing. And I think Ms. Haslop's teaching builds foundations that Mr. Park can build upon and awesome. complete, sort of. Great. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. What instrument do you play? Violin. Okay. What grade are you in? Sixth. Sixth grade. Do you have any advice you would give parents who have young children who have not started the fourth grade music program yet? If they love an instrument that they're playing, try to give them as much resources as they need. So like lessons. Yeah. Lessons and all the like equipment and good and a good instrument like all of that stuff because that will make them or at least it made me want to keep practicing and want to get really good okay and because that's just again how life works if you keep practicing practice makes perfect so and it's really fun to do things that you're good at right yeah that's great advice okay awesome any kind words from mrs haslop Thank you, Ms. Haslop, for bringing more music into my life. I love playing it, and you've given me the opportunity to play an orchestra, and I've gotten so much better because of you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our episode and learned more about the incredible music program we have at the middle school. Have a happy holiday season. May your season be filled with joy and music.